Hello, everybody. Welcome to the very first episode of College Football Sunday. I'm Steve. I'm here with Taz all the time. What's up, folks? <laughs> and we got a special guest here tonight. We got Adam Land with us. Hello, gentlemen. Yes, sir. Here we go. All right. Our first episode, we want to hit it. I know it's a big topic out there. Everybody's talking about it. NIL, <clears throat> transfer portal. These kids getting paid. Everybody's leaving. Nobody knows what they want to do. So, Let's go on and jump on in it. All right, we got our NIL thing right here. What it's turning out to me is looking like is that these players are getting paid to play. Well, it, it's pay to play. They're not calling it pay to play. They're saying boosters got a right to pretty much uh, offer players in NIL deals and bring them in to the school and co- coaches can't do anything about it and universities can't do anything about it. So they can call it whatever, but if you look into it, Pay to play, offer the guys a deal, and they take it. Which I don't, you know, mind it, but it need to be policed a little better. Yeah, that's the same opinion I got. I mean, I understand, like, the players, hey, if you're selling jerseys, you're selling T-shirts, yes, you deserve to have a right to make that money. You do. I'm 100% on board. I will say, in 2020, I read an article on SI that, or another company, that... (laughs) They said that they were going to allow the boosters to influence getting paid. I mean, I thought I watched this 30 for 30 one time about Pony Excess, what happens when you get boosters involved. When you get boosters involved, it's it's very murky. It's very muddy. I mean, I understand. Like I say, I'm 100% with the players getting paid. I am. But at the same sense, hey, Taz. <laughs> I was going to give my university a million dollars this year. I give a million dollars every year. But you know what? I think I'm going to give this top-ranked wide receiver 100000 and I'm going to give you the university $900,000. you are still happy. Right. You're still making $900,000. Right. But I'm going to give this money away anyways. It, it seems real murky here. It's real murky. I mean, it's, uh, for one, it's new. So we'll kind of see how things play out. It's new. You can look at look at it and see where it's headed and where it could go. But then again, it's new and this people still trying to figure things out. Um, hopefully, uh, they can come to a decision and make things better for the integrity of the game. That's the main thing. The That's game the main thing. And 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 the players to make sure they don't get hurt in the long run because um, everything looks good now. But, you know, there's always uh, a possibility that things go south, go the wrong way, and you want to try to avoid that at all costs. Um, what about if I'm in the locker room and you just showed up? You got an NIL deal to come here. Yeah. Brother, I've been here three years. I've yeah. been grinding. Yeah. I've been working it out. Yeah. I've been down here in this heat. It's hot. Yeah, yeah. And somebody gave you some money more than me to come here. It's 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 no like it's no different everyday life. If you bring a guy in, and from another company transfer into that company, and you've been there for the whole time, maybe possibly looking for a raise, and finally you got an opportunity to get a raise. Understood. And this dude come in and and makes more than you without any extra credentials than you have. Exactly. That's the same thing you got. But yet you offer him more. So, but there again, it's it's a murky thing, man, because people are going to be looking at other people what they're getting. Um, you shouldn't be looking at you know you know another man's wallet. But hey, 
<laughs> no pocket watching you around know, here. No pocket watching, man. <laughs> but you know, it, it's gonna happen because you, you, you're talking. You're gonna look at things different um, as a as a much older adult versus you know young adult. Young oh, adults, of course. you know, they're still in the process of learning and experiencing certain things. So, um, like I said, it's still new, but I think the adults need to kind of get in there and just kind of uh, simplify it, make things better. Adam, what kind of advice would you give your son if he was being recruited by a school right now and they tell you, hey, we're going to give you X amount of dollars to cover our university? And you say, okay, you know what? I think this is the best for me. I can make this money. I can come here. But in the same sense, at the end of the day, you still have to compete for a job. I mean, so what What values would you put, put forth to your son on? Is it the commitment that you made to get better and improve yourself? Or is it if your son was being recruited at this time of day, and I know this is a couple of years down the road, but... Would you tell him, hey, forget the best situation for you or who might be able to develop you? And and I don't want to sound one way or the other, but or is it son? They're going to pay you more money over here than they are over there. Get your money. Get paid, son. Yeah, it's it's got to stay about the love of the game, the dedication, players, the, the coaching staff, the, the way they go about handling um, how they want to win. Yeah. What type of structure they're going to have at each program. Um, the further we get away from the love of the game and the dedication, the more murky that's the word you guys use, the more murky it's going to become. It's just going to wind up being a scab that stays uh, bleeding throughout the season, throughout programs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's so funny now because a lot of these kids, I mean, honestly, at some of these locations, they're going to make more money than their position coach is. I mean, it, at this point in time where we're at, and that's what I always say, my biggest thing, love college football, love it to death. I would never want to coach the NFL because at the NFL level, how can you tell somebody to run when they make $8 million a year? I mean, let's be real. If that man don't want to run, then that man ain't going to run. At college, they were trying to get to that level. And like I say, I'm 100% on board with players getting paid. I'm 100% on board with that. I have no problem with that. But it's, I heard a quote from Deion Sanders, and Deion Sanders says, well, once you pay them like professional athletes, then you're going to have to deal with them as professional athletes. Correct. <laughs> I mean, what is y'all's take on that, that, you know? Yeah, like I said there again, you're not, it's not balanced to where you're dealing like the NFL. You're dealing, and it's still kind of murky there too, but you're dealing with all adults to an extent, you know, <laughs> to an extent. But you're still dealing with adults versus now you're dealing with a, a young adult. You know, I won't say a child, but a young adult versus mature people um, that's learning. You know, they don't really understand everything that's involved right now. They're still in a learning state. We're all in a learning state. But oh, of course. We've experienced a lot of stuff in the hay that <laughs> now we can see where things are headed or uh, you don't want to go that way or do that route. So that's why I said uh, 
to help them uh, as they go along. Because even even with us, everything's new. Everything's new. So the, the 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 I think the smartest thing to do is take your time with it. Anytime anything's new, you don't understand it, you take your time with it. Versus go ahead and rush with it. Well, we'll roll with it and we'll deal with it, deal with it when we get there. You may be off of the cliff by the time you get there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so just take your time, um, study everything out. But I understand people are just eager. You got people out there that are influential, influential that say, man, get your money now. The, the floodgates are open. Get it while it's there. They may change it later. You never know, you know? So you don't know if they if they come in with a change. That, man, I could have got, got it then versus now. So, um <laughs> I heard, um, I don't mean to interrupt you. I heard a lot of these payments are paid in lump sums. Yeah. Lump sums. Yeah. Adam, do you remember when you was 18 years old? What if somebody gave you... Very clearly. What if somebody gave you $200,000 at 18 years old? Be a bad idea. <laughs> but at least you're being honest about it. Exactly. I mean, and that, and that's what we're talking about. You know, the honesty of it. I mean, like I say, I know even now at my age, which I won't say over the phone or over the podcast. But if they gave me two hundred thousand right now, my ideology. From where I'm at now as a grown adult mm-hmm. to where I was as 18, I won't lie to you. If I was 18, 19 years old, 200,000, shoot, I could blow that over a summer if you gave me time. Correct. Correct. <laughs> you know? Correct. <laughs> I mean, and this is the main thing, too. And to this day, as a grown adult, I don't understand taxes. Correct. I honestly don't. Correct. To this day, I pay a ton into taxes. Or whatever, and that's to each their own, because I ain't found a loophole like everybody else, I guess, out there. But what about these kids? Well, yeah. I mean, because, I mean, even a lot of adults today, I mean, because you think about older adults, they, they seek uh, the advice of financial advisors, because they really don't understand how it <laughs> operates. Exactly. I mean, you can read up on it and things of that nature, but um Depends on where you get your information from. You can't trust everything Google say. No. So, <laughs> so you got to go out and seek some people that that's been there, done that, you know, and then understand it. So, I think these kids need to definitely take finance classes, um, seek some advice, man. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean that's the main thing. Education is key. Yeah, yeah. Even though education is kind of pushed to the yeah. <laughs> side right here, yeah, I think but. the closest people to them, I think. Not saying that, you know, the parent, the parents can, you know, because, I mean, all parents aren't in, in the same place. But um, immediate people that I know of is handing a large lump sum of money one time would oh, probably yeah. be the coaches. Yeah. Because they're getting major deals. They're getting $7 million a year. So they can <laughs> kind of tell you, hey, this is what you need to do, how you need to do, how you need to take care of your taxes first. You know, getting advice from my financial advisor on what to do, how to do longevity, things of that nature. So I think I would like tap into the coaches on top of, like I said, you got people around you. A lot of guys or, um, or girls have people around them that can kind of give them that advice. Or even some of the kids probably taking finance classes or going to school, you know, exactly. to be, you know, accountants or something, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Understand numbers. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, I was going to say, so explain to me if you can about, uh, 
just the situational difference between positions, the player position. So as, you know, a quarterback or a running back or a wide receiver may get that notable coverage, media coverage, mm-hmm. but he's worth X amount of money while as, while as a, uh, a lineman who may be a really high recruited player, uh, maybe doesn't get that type of coverage. And then how do you sort out what that player is worth versus another player? Honestly, that is an amazing question. It is, because we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. This offensive tackle that might not in college get all the hoopla and the NIL because they're not flashy or this, that, or the other. But you know what? That left tackle, that blind side to the quarterback, is going to be a number one NFL draft pick. It is. Correct. And that's an unfortunate side, too, is that – you know, these kids, like you said, how do you dictate? Who is more valuable in college? Well, that well, that's where the that's where it comes in. See, we you keep using the word murky, but <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is the thing. The university is not in charge of this. Exactly, the university don't decide. The coaches don't decide. NIL agents or or boost or whoever else is offering the deals, they're in charge of. Who gets what? And that's the thing, that there's no influence. I wouldn't say no influence. It's not supposed to be an influence. There's a lot of influence. And dealing with the there's university. No the, yeah, the, the university's <laughs> supposed to not involved. The coach is not involved. So this is just all from the outside. So, it, yeah, it makes sense to say, okay, if the university's in charge of it, the coach is involved, involved uh, as far as deciding who gets what. But they're not. So that's, that's what the challenge is. The challenge is... Oh, this stuff is happening from the outside. Exactly. It's just like right now, for instance, if I decide to go to a school and say, hey, uh, I think I want this guy to do some commercials or something for me, some advertising. I can just choose who I want and give him what I want. Regardless, you know, if this guy may be better or how he feels or if he's been here the whole time. I like this kid. I want this kid. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to offer the deal what I want. I offer you a deal, but it may not be the same deal. So that's the thing. It's not even done within the university or within the, the, the coaching staff or anything. This is all done from the outside. Exactly. And yeah. that's one of the right. things that we pinpointed yeah. and we was talking about earlier is that I think it's so funny how, and I'm not trying to pinpoint coaches or call people out or nothing like that through the whole thing, but it's so funny how these head coaches at these big schools, I'll say is that, that they know every single thing down to the very single second that goes on at their university. And then they want to tell me, I don't know what's going on with the NIL deal. Hold on. I mean, let, let, let's take a second and think. You know, every little detail that goes on within your university. Oh, you knew who was getting paid before they could get paid. But now that they can get paid, you say, hold on a second. I don't have no say-so in that. I ain't got nothing to do with it. And I don't know what's going on, but we need to figure something out. To me, that that seems a little sketchy. Because in the same sense, like we was talking about, you have friends and family influence now. You don't have people making the right calls for these kids and their positions and everything else. Their influence is, where's the money at? 
it's not all about the money all the time. You know what I'm saying? Or, hey, I just, you're going to sign this deal? Adam, you just signed this $200,000 a year deal? Cool. Hey, guess what? Man, for 50 grand, I can invest in this company and we can turn out to be something. Yes, you can, yeah. but you might not. These kids at 18 years old, they don't know no better. They're going to come out. They're going to do what they can because everybody wants to be liked. At the end of the day, that's what everybody's story is. I want to be liked. I want everybody to like me. I want me. I want to do what's best for me and everybody else. And everybody's going to be happy because I'm so blessed that I can play football. And I'm going to make everybody rich. And that doesn't happen at this level. It really doesn't. I mean, 3% of these kids playing college football right now are going to go to the pros. Regardless, which way you cut, slice, dice it, whatever, 3% of them are going to go pro. Maybe the percentage is higher. I don't know the numbers exactly, but in the same sense. And now you give an 18-year-old kid $200,000, which, hey, hey, it's a free market. America, you're, you're worth what anybody will pay you. And I'm 100% on board with that. But I'll tell you this. As me as an investor or a booster, because the boosters are going to pay the money regardless. They was going to pay a million dollars. They'll give the money to somebody else and they'll let that and they'll pay you. But I'm not paying that money for no kid to come play here at school. I just ain't. Yeah, especially, I mean, you don't know what you're getting. In a kid. Yeah, I mean, you don't know if the dude's already topped out or, I mean, you can go off potential. Um, most of these um, ratings come from camps and uh, sports writers and stuff like that that go out and watch them and compare them to previous guys. You know, the comparison as far as measurables and all this other stuff that they see, but they don't know how these kids turn out. I mean, there's a lot of dudes um, that don't pan out uh, without the right without the right coaching staff and without other guys around them. Exactly. That's the thing. And some guys just say, well, he's five-star, and yeah, and he panned out. Yeah, but it was a lot easier when you got four or five other five-stars around you making it easier, you know. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes it easier for you. I mean, if if I if I got like you know a five star quarterback, running back, three receivers, now they can't double team me because they're gonna leave these other dudes open. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So now they just gotta change their whole scheme, and now it's easy for me to play. You know, versus now those dudes graduate, and I'm on the only dude left. Now things are about to change. So it's a lot easier when you got better players around you. So you have to, you know, credit a lot of that to the the coaches to get everybody coming there. But like I said, this whole thing is still new. You know, I mean, we can analyze it, you know, a lot of different ways, but we just have to see what happens. Cause I mean, a lot of words coming out now to where they want to change things up. So we just have to see, you know, we're in a whole new era right now, dude. It's a whole new era, a whole new generation of kids. We just have to kind of wait it out and see what happens, but hopefully it doesn't, really affect the game too much man that's the whole thing it's gonna it's gonna jack the game up if these kids uh make this money and then don't feel entitled to to, to give effort you know the battle for it no more you know what i'm saying yeah like i said my biggest thing is with the nil like i said i'm 100 percent on board with players getting paid i have no problems with that i do and but my thing is also don't don't discourage or get rid of 
the value of a free education. Yeah. You know, like I always say, you don't have to drag something through the mud to make something else look shiny. You don't. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, there's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that's in debt from student loans and half of them, self-included, did not even complete college. So I became in debt for college for something I didn't even finish. Good. So my biggest thing is don't, don't, you don't have to drag a, a college education, which is to me, like I always say, and I'm not trying to get into this whole argument and everything, but honestly, you everybody knows what it is. Adam, if I apply for a job and you apply for a job and you got the college degree, more than likely they're going to take you. You know, I mean, that's just, I mean, to me, that's what it is. Is it right, wrong, or indifferent? I don't know. I don't have a college degree. I have a great job. And, you know, but in the same sense, if I was competing with somebody, you don't have to drag the college education through the mud to make the NIL look better. Why not? Hell, if I was in school, I would have loved to got a paid education and got paid on top of it. I mean, to me, that seems like the best deal out of all of them, you know, and I think a lot of people overlook that or they don't pay no mind to it and kind of scurry over it and be like, well, you know, yeah, it's a free education, but and a lot of people end up in debt, you know, but behind trying to get an education, they do when a lot of people walk away from it, scot free, debt free from education and you know, and it, nowadays, well, a lot of players, we ain't going to lie, been making money for years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now you can legally do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But just, what, door does that, what door does that open moving forward that uh, we don't yet know about? Correct. That, that's the unknown. Exactly. That's the unknown. But I can say this. I'm sitting here thinking, you know. Uh, and I, I even was talking about like the integrity of the game and it losing, um, you know, a bit of a punch. But, um, you know, just playing sports. And Adam, you, you play baseball also, right? You play football, baseball. Oh yeah. See, yep. But, yep. but it, it's it's one thing about, it, especially for those guys. And, <clears throat> but when you played the game the, your whole life, that's all you know. It's, it's hard to give it up. Oh, yeah, so of course. I don't think the integrity, as, as I was kind of going over it, would take too much of a hit because this all these guys know their whole life. And and I've heard people say it. Even, um, uh, what's the guy named Jamal Adams? Mm-hmm. The guy that played with... Was yeah, that he was at LSU. Yeah, that yeah, played, played for Seattle. Played for the Jets. In the Jets, yep. yeah. But he said something, and they, he, got, he got scrutinized for it. He said, he said, I I'll die playing this game, you know, but people took it the wrong way. Cause it was around the time when people were, you know, when, um, um, the concussions was real bad. Yeah, concussions, yeah, yeah, head yeah. trauma, guys, yeah. suicide, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they took it the wrong way. And it wasn't a mockery or anything, but I understood what he was saying. Oh yeah. He played it. He's played it his whole life, you know, and he loved the game that much. And it, and I've heard guys say it. I, I play for free. Yeah. 
Oh, trust me. Right now, <laughs> if I was offered a coaching position, yeah. I would quit my good job yeah, right yeah. now. So I don't think I don't think it's <laughs> going to take too much of a hit. Like I said, I think is is the thing is it's new, and it's got to play its course. It's got to run through its course, and I think things will kind of calm down now with the money involved. That part right there is still gonna yeah, it's still gonna be there with outside influences because every people some people just love money. Of course. Yeah. And my biggest thing is, too, through this whole situation is nobody's talked about the kid. Nobody. Yeah. Everybody said, oh, man, let's get this money. Let's do this. And I'm 100 percent on board mm-hmm. with that. Don't quote me no other way. Yeah. But I've noticed as I've gotten older, it's more money, more problems. It yeah. really has been. I mean, and through business, personal life, all that, it's more money, more problems. That's been the rest in peace, Biggie. That's the best yeah, quote I ever heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think a lot of people can agree with that, you know? Yeah, especially but, when, when people know you have it. Exactly. And I had never been at what I am not on whatever level these kids are getting to. Yeah. And I couldn't imagine being on this level that these kids are at at this young of age. Because I ain't going to lie to you. 200 grand? Oh, I could piss that away in, a, in yeah, the I mean, summer. You can, you can see it in a lot of cases. I had a good summer. Uh, oh, yeah. Two hundred grand. Yeah, not to you know kind of get away from the subject, but you can see a lot of time. I mean, just with kids alone, like child stars. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the same thing that happens with them. It is. I mean, you you got to have a good guidance thing. I think the problem too that a lot of universities, and I want to get your opinion on this, Adam, is a lot of universities do they have the right people in place to help these kids? You know, because even. Yeah. Say that again. Do they have a right to what? Do they have the right people in place to help these kids? Because even as a grown adult right now, I don't have a financial advisor. So I don't know where to put money to make money and do this, that, and the other. Do What do the universities need to do, Adam, to help these kids be able to be successful in the future? So that way... Two years down the road, it's so funny. Me and Taz laughed about it earlier. Yeah. I made $400,000 in college, and I left $50,000 in debt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a big if question. That's, that's not something I think has a good firm answer uh, at this point in the game. Uh, but there definitely will be a need for some type of advisor position to, to break it all down to look at it um, yeah, for the individual student. Exactly. I mean, that's... As they come through. Correct. Yeah. That seems to be the biggest problem. Well, Adam, I know you got to get going. Brother, you've been a great guest. I hope to see you again. And I heard there's um some guy named Boog that's supposed to jump on next time, but he was busy tonight. Is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boots been a friend of the family for quite some time. Uh, he and my young son uh, have quite the back and forth and a really cool relationship. I, I hope I get to uh, to uh, get him on the show. Yeah. Get him on the podcast. And oh, he's I'll... got some real particular insights I think we can all value. That's what I'm thinking. I heard this guy boo. He kind of he kind of crazy, but he I think he knows a little bit what he's talking about. And I heard every week that he plans on making his top five picks and his underdog of the week. Is that something I heard right? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I think he's uh, I think he's pretty adamant about uh, that he thinks he can 
he can pick through all the fog of the hype and what all the announcers seem to think. He, he, he feels like he can keep it nailed down week in and week out. All right, hey, sweet. Hey, Adam, how can yes, how can we reach uh, Boog on social media? <laughs> yeah, that's in the works. That's, that's in the works. Okay. All right. When cool. you get, when you, when you I get can't your... disclose anything else at this point. <laughs> when you get your Twitter handle and your Facebook page, let yeah. me know. And Instagram. There you go. There Hashtag Boog. Right, thanks for having me. All right, dude. Hashtag Boog. We're all waiting for you on the next on the next episode. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. All right. Well, that was our special guest this week, Adam, and he had some really good insight on all that. Now we move on to the transfer portal. Mm. Dump, dump, dump. Players. Bad part is, and my main thing is, tampering. Yeah. Where and how do you regulate tampering? You, how can you? I mean, how can you? You, you can't because there's, there's too many ways around it. I mean, are, are the coaches reaching out? I don't believe so. They don't have to. Exactly. They don't have to. That's the problem. They don't have to. I mean, players can reach out. Social media can reach out. Players or friends of players can reach out. Family of players. Correct. I mean, Former high school coaches of players. There's so many ways to reach players undetected. The writing's on the wall. I mean, you know. I mean, you know. There, there's but, no way. And that's the problem, too. These kids have the, I hate to say it, but. LeBron James syndrome. Yeah. Let's all play together. Yeah. Why? Yeah. yeah. Let's beat each other. But I hear this a lot, too, from a lot of coaches, is that um, players reach out to them. Oh, yeah, of course. So uh, they don't have to reach out to them. Players are calling them and see if they got room for them. This is the thing. Yeah. What about that wide receiver from Pitt? Yeah, Addison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's going to be a lot of his say. It's going to be a lot of his say. We can speculate what's going on. Um, his coach, his coach has said some things. His coach is. Uh, his coach is very upset with Lincoln he, Riley right yeah, now. Yeah, he made a phone call. Oh, I would love to see a bowl game. He made, he made a phone call. And uh, so, based off what we hear, I mean, do believe the coach or believe the potential coach? And see, that's the thing. I never heard Lincoln Riley say nothing. That's what I'm saying. I mean, but you know, I ain't have nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, you can you can spe- speculate. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there's nothing concrete to say Lincoln did, or if he did it, or not saying he did it, or the players did it. Exactly. You know, and that's what I wonder about, like. How many of these players are, and maybe the players are, and there's nothing against that. They know each other. There's nothing wrong with that. They know each other. Yeah, exactly. They play AAU, the seven on seven, the camps. They played against each other in high school, or they played each other in high school. Yeah, all star, Under Armour, Army All American. Yeah. My, what happened to, what happened to the heart of, I want to beat you. With that, where, where did that go? Yeah, where did we lose that? Yeah, I, I mean, I I get it, I get it as far as the professionals because it's established already. Yeah, but with the NIL now being so new, everybody wants they cut the piece of the pot. Oh, of course. And who's 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 dealing out what deals? You see, what I'm saying maybe I'm not saying I don't know what Pitt doing. I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> but apparently maybe, nothing because they lost their top wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, maybe their deals or what they're doing <laughs> may not be as sweet. Or maybe they got comfortable and said, hey, he's here. You know, he won the uh, top receiver Belitnikoff award or whatever. We got him. But no, you you got to keep re-recruiting your own players. It's crazy. See, that's, that's the hard <laughs> part for me. Once yeah. I recruit you yeah. and you commit... I expect the commitment. That's it. That's the thing, though, because you even you see it even when the initial commitment. Oh, there's guys, no initial commitment. That's what I'm saying. But I mean, I mean, the initial saying of commitment. Yeah, 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 yeah. The signing yeah, day. I'm committed. Signed. Yeah, but I'm saying I committed like now. Some some kids do it like a year and two in advance. Oh, I'm ninety percent committed. Yeah, that's how you feel about that. Committed for two years. <laughs> but when it comes down to signing, you know, I got second thoughts. Um, I like to thank the coaching staff. I like to thank the head coach for recruiting me, my position coach, the whole uh, whoever university. <laughs> I, I'm going through all that. I'm going yeah. through all that, thanking everybody. But close thinking with me and my family, we decided that to, to take a step back. Like, when did you decide this? You've been committed <laughs> to me for two years. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you want to take a step back? What happened? Exactly. I mean, is there a disconnect in the recruiting? See, because me personally, I don't know too much about recruiting. I know once they get to the next level. I don't know. Because see, some guys, some guys I, I think, I think they all do it how they want to do it. But I think some guys do it a, a certain way. I think it's probably better for some. Don't commit yet. Wait and see. Because sometimes you're banking on this, but then... The team don't do as well. Of course. You know, and then now you, you hear rumbles and rumors of possibly coaches leaving, coaches being moved, changes. And then you hear all that and you don't really know because you're hearing from another staff saying this and that. Or another source. Correct. And then now you just take a step back because you don't know exactly what's happening. Oh, yeah. You know I'm, what I'm, I'm 100% on board with, oh, Eight people want me to come visit? Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. That's on your dime. Yeah, yeah. Take your, take your visits. <laughs> take your visits. Take your time. Yeah. Because, like I said, it's always change going on. It's always constant change in sports. And it's just constant change in life in general. But in sports, it's constant change. Coaches on a short leash, you know, it's rare. And that's what coaches say. That not only do they have to re-recruit their players, but their coaches. Oh, yeah. You of know course. what I'm saying? They try to keep that staff together. Whatever you do, please like, subscribe, follow, do whatever the social media thing is. We knew it is. Figure it out. You like what you hear? Let's keep it going. Yeah. So there again, I mean, coaches have to try to re-recruit, you know, some of their own players or they got to stay so far ahead. They're saying, okay, and I know, I know this coach is doing a great job. I know he's getting rumbles. I know he's kind of, he's getting looks from other schools. I got to stay so far ahead the way. Okay, if he does leave, who's my next catch? Okay, if I can't get that one, who's my next catch? So oh, you yeah. got to have all this stuff lined up, you know, as far as your coaches. So now what coaches are doing now is that instead of one guy recruiting that coach, I mean that player, the whole team's recruiting. Oh, of course. That I mean, way, you got to. That if way, somebody leave. Yeah, that way you still got some type of relationship. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they only had a relationship with that dude, and I'm gone. Oh you yeah, know? but that's what a lot of times happen initially. I think with sometimes with coaching staff when they're recruiting them out of high school, a lot of time it's one main dude mm-hmm. is making a contact. If they really want him, the head coach is 
contacting him. Oh yeah, or you the OC or DC, whichever yeah, so, way it's so, going. Some other guy, but yeah. your main guy is gone. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And then that's why a lot of times God decommitting. So let me take a step back, see what happens. You don't know what's going to happen with him because I know a lot of times coaches. Uh, may get fired from here or decide to leave the school, then go to another school. Oh, yeah, of course. But and you, see, in that yeah. sense, with the transfer portal, that makes Correct. sense to me. Correct. To me, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah. Granted, like they say, commit to the school, not the coach. Correct. But let's be real. Yeah. If, yeah. <laughs> if I'm a wide receiver and we're running five wide and you bring in a coach that runs the wishbone. Yeah. No, I'm out. But I want somebody I'm familiar <laughs> with also. As far as and relationship. that too. Exactly, you know and that's the thing too. Like you've always said, it's all yeah. about relationships, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. you talk with, who you deal with. Yeah. yeah, you know. And I get that to an extent. The problem is, is there's so many kids in the transfer portal right, right. now. Correct. There's so many kids out there that you can't tell me these kids are out there because this coach left. Yeah, I mean they have different different reasons. You know, they have different different. Reasons. Some of them are, you know. Some of them, you know, playing time, you know, they, they, you know, feel like their time is running short. I can see that. You I know can, what I'm saying? I, I can see it to an extent. Yeah. That I tell you what really screwed that up for me. Like yeah. I said, the coach leaving, I understand. Yeah, yeah the I main thing is the coach because yeah, the new coach didn't recruit you. Coaching staff, exactly. Same thing like they say. Yeah. If you're the head coach, you get a new AD, you're probably going to get fired in two years. Yeah. Because you ain't his guy. You ain't his guy. I get that. Yeah. If your coach is still there and that coach recruited you and you're not getting playing time, I'm telling you that that Michael Jordan thing it, it screwed it up for me. Of course. Because I saw Mike get beat by the Pistons, what Mike say? Yeah. They gonna they gonna beat me up, I'm gonna hit the weight room. Yeah. And my man yeah. got bigger. Yeah. My man yeah. got bigger, he come back, he said, You know I what? Y'all want some? Yeah. Come get some. And he got better. A lot of it, like we say. I get the relationship thing if your coach leaves. Yeah. Big if you time. commit to a school and now you're not getting the playing time that yeah. you think that you think that you should get yeah. because, you know, hey. But these kids nowadays, I mean, you know, like you say, because you follow the recruitment trail. Yeah. It's all about, okay, I'm going to put on this hat. No, I'm going to put on this. No. I'm gonna, you going to yeah. commit early signing day? Yeah. No. ESPN said they couldn't be here till national signing yeah. day. I get the kids, but in the same sense, man, come I, on. I get it, but it, at the same time, too, as far as a kid, this is this is a thing, I, and I think because coaches got a job to do. First of all, exactly, their job is to win games. Yeah, but the regardless job, who the hell but the you job are. is also to go out and get good players. So, mm-hmm. but you got to understand also, and and hopefully the coaches are being upfront with them, um, all of them, hopefully, but maybe maybe not because they got a job to keep. Exactly, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know what to tell the kid. But the kid, you know what I'm saying, they're going to tell the kid what they want them to hear to get them there. Oh, of course. You know what I'm saying? Now, how many holding up to it, what they say? Who knows? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But the thing is, is, is the kids got to, like I said, always got to seek some advice. And you want a good group of people around you. Hopefully, they, his head coach, for one, being involved in his recruitment. And of course, his parents or whoever his guardians or whatever, because a kid can choose a school for a wrong reason. Oh, you know, of course. I grew up liking them, but they may not be a fit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I always grew up liking that school. Yeah. Or I see guys at that position get keep getting recruited. Or this team's always going to the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? 
versus looking at, hey, what's the fit for me? You know what I'm saying? Oh, of course. You know what I'm saying? And it may not be a, a top FBS school that fits you better. This dude's come down from smaller schools. Oh, yeah. It's like they say. If you can play, the NFL will yeah. find you. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. There's plenty of kids get drafted every year. I'm like, Correct. what? They play where? Correct. You know? Or Correct. I'm watching a game on Sunday or Monday night, and this guy makes a catch, and I'm like, where did he go to school? Mm-hmm. And I look it up, and I'm like, where is that school even at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they found him on the professional level. And that's the level. thing is, is, and I see it more, it's happening, because I see coaches, you know, I've seen some recent coaches, not calling names or anything, but same recent coaches tell the kids, hey, before you commit here, go talk to the players I coached before. See what they have to say. Because that, that's some of the best selling points as far as those kids, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can tell you anything, because I'm trying to get you there. You know what I'm saying? But to see if I uphold what I say, go talk to my players or the ex-players and see what they say. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Let you know they the gonna real, let you know real. straight up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The real, he real. told me this and he didn't hold up his end on the bargain. Or <laughs> he told me this and dude, that dude real. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Listen to him. Trust the process. You see what I'm saying? Always talk to the guys that been there. That's the thing. But sometimes these kids just go because they want to go at the hot school or this school offered me as like, oh, I see them sending guys to the league or they're always in the playoffs or they're the one of the best schools. Yeah. And now you got to think they're one of the best schools. They bring in some of the best players. Exactly. Constantly. I'll give you two examples. Yeah. yeah. And we've talked about it in the past. One, Texas. Correct. If they offer a scholarship to somebody in the state of Texas, mm-hmm. I'm from Texas. Yeah. It don't matter if you any damn good or not. Yeah. If you offer that kid, he's going to take it. Yeah. Why? Because his daddy bought the T-shirt at Walmart yeah. that says he's a UT fan. Yeah, I might upset some fans. Matthew McConaughey, I love you. Hope you do my show. <laughs> but you know it's true like I'm saying now. Yeah. If you offer a kid a scholarship, his daddy going to go buy the T-shirt at Walmart to yeah. say that he's a UT fan. Yeah. yeah. And like you were just saying, right. Alabama. Yeah. They put people in the league. If yeah. they offer, you're going to jump on it. Why? Because I saw a thing that Nick Saban said that the players since 2009 yeah. have made $1.7 billion, yeah. with a B, people, yeah. billion from the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Was it worth it? Did they earn it? That's up for debate and not for this argument at this time. Yeah. But how would you not commit? That's what I'm saying. It's, it's hard, but then you, you still have to kind of where your options like like I said even now with NIL it's gonna be a little more difficult the guys you know that's looking for playing time right away that's the thing if that's how you list it's certain schools you don't want to commit to exactly but if it's something where you want to wait the process out you you look but then like I said we say wait the process but I mean four years go by pretty fast Exactly. Trust me, I know. I go by fast. <laughs> I go by fast when you saying sit there and wait, and then all of a sudden they they bringing in two or three more behind you. And see, I think that is an athlete like we've talked in the yeah. past. You only need one good year. Yeah, of course. Look at Jameson Williams' numbers yeah. that went to Alabama. Yeah, he was a top first round pick. Was he top fifteen? He yeah. got drafted. Yeah. He blew yeah. his ACL in a national yeah. championship game. He put up. I don't know how many yards he did for in through that season where before that he had 
15 catches and like 200 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, you only need one good year. Yeah. Honestly and truly, you know. Yeah. And, and that's he honed thing, this though. craft and he noticed that, oh, if I stay, and honestly and truly, no kidding. If he, as great as he was, if he would have stayed at Ohio State behind Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave and that new fish that they got in yeah. there, he would have been the third, fourth best receiver and wouldn't have got drafted. Probably not this year. No, yeah, exactly. Not, not this year. Yeah, no, yeah. not where he did. Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 something, man, that's from a recruit standpoint, seeking, seeking the right advice. And I think, and I do, because I, a lot of coaches now starting to get some ex-players or GA on the team that's younger, that the kids can relate to. Oh, which, yeah. is, which is real good. They've been through the process and tell them this stuff, man. But it's, it's, it's like this with the kid, though. It's like, it's whatever's priority. Are you willing to wait the process? I want to do it now. Exactly. But you got to put the work in. <laughs> well, what about this? What about a transfer timeline? Transfer. What about like, because I mean, yeah. in the NBA, Correct. in the NFL, in Major League Baseball, I mean, screw it. Everybody wants to talk about these kids getting paid like professionals. Yeah. Then why don't we put some professional guidelines? Correct. Why isn't it that throughout the year or... 80% of the year that the kid can just decide, you know what, I'm going to go somewhere else. I mean, how? I mean, you know how that does with your roster management. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're in the middle of the year and this kid says, you know what, I don't like my playing time, I'm leaving. Well, hold on. No, you was my number three receiver. Mm-hmm. Now when I go three wide, who am I putting out there as my third receiver? Yeah, I mean, we can go back to Addison again at Pitt. You know, they were banking on him being there. Oh, yeah. No. Up until whatever that May 1st deadline is. Yeah, they were banking on him to be there. And the crazy part is, May 1st is when the school had to file it. Yeah. He put in it for it beforehand. Yeah. The school didn't announce it until after May 1st. So, imagine if you're a Pitt fan. Yeah. You're like, man, we got the Blitnikoff coming back. We got the number one wide receiver in the country. We got a... Okay, quarterback coming back. Yeah, we lost our NFL quarterback, but I mean, if you're a Blitnikoff receiver, you can make any quarterback look good. I mean, oh, let's yeah. be real. Yeah. And then it becomes May first. They tell you May first is when you have to have and you have to put in for the deadline. Yeah. And May first goes by, and you're like, I ain't heard nothing. And then you read an article that says, Oh no. Pittsburgh has 48 hours yeah. to announce that he put in. Yeah, he put in. Before the May 1st. So May 1st comes by, you're like, yes, sir, we got our Belitnikov back, winner back. And then May 2nd, yeah. you read that yeah. Pitt said, oh, yeah, by the way, he put in for that, so he ain't here no more. Yeah. I mean, how would you feel as a Pitt fan? Yeah, well, you can you can feel a couple ways. Because one is, was Pitt trying to talk him out of it? You know what I'm saying? I can see that. I can see it. Now, if you were working to talk him out of it, I can see you were working to try to keep Oh, him. yeah. Well, I mean, I would assume the way yeah. they head coach went at Lincoln Riley. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he went at him. And that's the thing. It's like they probably they probably were trying. They probably were trying to put that work in, that effort to say, hey, man, get out of the portal. We, we yeah. You got what you need here. I mean, we can take care of you here. We can offer you something here. But, you know, they got his attention. Yeah, and see, and that goes back to, again, to what we was talking about. I don't believe that boosters or NIL companies mm-hmm. should be able to influence a kid beforehand because that's yeah. what's end up eventually yeah. happening. Yeah. 
Yeah. I know we talked earlier about a guideline. I mean, I'm 100% on board with you. January 15th, yeah. a week after the championship game. Correct. To April 15th, right after spring ball. Yep. If you don't transfer in that window, that's where you're at you're this stuck. year. No, you and know? if you do, you yeah. lose that year. Exactly. And you lose the year altogether. You lose the year. Exactly. Because it all comes down to, to commitment of your word. Right. You know what I'm saying? I heard Desmond Howard say, when he committed to Michigan, he signed a piece of paper mm-hmm. and he sent it in the mail. Yeah. The man won the Heisman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He never left. Maybe, maybe I just throw this out there. This is just for comedy, but maybe you should just do that like the army. <laughs> just do a draft and be like, yeah, well, the no, hell no, no, no. You make you make a commitment to the army. To oh, exactly. Oh, yeah. There's no getting out There's of that. There's no getting out. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> then people who sign up for the Air Force it would, and Army it's gonna, Academy, it's gonna take you. So it's gonna be. It's gonna cost you something to get out. Oh yeah. No, there ain't no. Oh, I don't want to be in the Army no uh, more. I want to jump out the plane. Yeah. Uh, no. I mean, I'm, I'm good. I signed up for the Air Force, but I'm yeah. scared of heights. You no. Know? No. That, you that don't up. happen. You building us now. Mm-hmm. You know. And, and like I said, it's just for comedy. But you you have stricter rules where hey. It's not so easy to get out. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, hell, even with players that are drafted, yeah. they have to get a waiver. Yeah. Because once they do their four years as an athlete, they have to serve at least they two got, years of service. Yeah. Yeah. If you, yeah, of course. Yeah. And that can cost you. Like exactly. That, that kid from uh, just recently, I think he... Uh, he went to try. He went to try for Tampa. That quarterback for uh, Navy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They yeah. allowed him to try. He didn't make teams, but yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, you got cut. Guess what? You made no, the cut. I yeah. try one. No, you only get one shot at it. <laughs> well, this uh, the Giants told me. No, nah, we're you, you're not gonna make it anyway. Nah, so. we good. <laughs> but then it comes back to these kids. Like, and I I heard this from the kid that um that left TCU. He was all Big Twelve. Yeah. And he ended up signing with Nebraska. And when he got done through the process, he said, oh, I want to thank everybody for my re-recruitment. Yeah. Your re-recruitment. Yeah. Brother, you get recruited once. Yeah, should have been committed. Enjoy the time. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And I think, and like I said, I'm not trying to sound like that old man on the porch that get off my lawn. But to me, like I said, it's turning into this. Yeah. Is all about me every year. Oh, and yeah. trust me, the recruitment phase yeah. can be amazing. Correct, correct. But you know what? It should only happen once. Yeah, but then that that kid did lose Patterson, also, right? Of course, yeah. He lost his head coach, and he was going to get out of that three three five defense that nobody saying. liked. So he yeah. might have been more successful. Whoever yeah. came in, but that's what I'm saying. You don't know. You don't, even, <laughs> you don't know if the the position coach was retained. Well, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't. But I mean, I get it, I get it. But it was, it was more the comment, yeah, than what he did because he's not the only kid that left. No, he's not the only kid. No, but to say I appreciate the re-recruitment, the re-recruitment, yeah, dude, you get recruited once. Yeah, I mean, you you could have got re-recruited by the the next staff. Exactly. Did you even give them an opportunity? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, maybe like I said, someone coming. Hell, you run a three three five. What if he ran a three four? Yeah, you might actually be in better position off the three four than the three three five. Yeah, but sometimes dudes ain't they ain't willing to wait that process. 
Which is crazy. I mean, but you go to Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you was all Big 12 at TCU. That dude may not even be there. You, you watching Nebraska lately? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you I, I want to go to Nebraska. <laughs> What's Nebraska done lately? Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't know. Like, I just, as a recruit nowadays, like I said, it's just, it's different. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think for some, some of them, it's just going to say, man, you know what? It ain't even worth it. Cause I did. I listened to uh, God Day Peyton Kirkland. Uh, Other people. Uh, what I'm saying, yeah, but Peyton Kirkland. I listened to. It was a uh, recruit, and he said because uh, they 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 talked about three or four of them, and he was one said, you know what, what man, I think once I commit, I'm shutting it down. Yeah, yeah, because I think it wears on you so much. Oh yeah, you know I mean, saying? I could imagine it just it just wear on you because everybody tugging at you. Your phone's probably constantly blowing up all the time. Oh, you got boxes full of letters yeah, you and know, emails just, and yeah, you probably <laughs> like man, you know, it, it's gotta it's gotta get old. But some people like the attention. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some like some like to play the game. They already know where they're going, but they're gonna play the game. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Like I say. If they offer you a ride to come by and check it out, uh-huh. hell, check it out. Yeah. We'll I would. Out. Yeah, we'll check it out. I mean, <laughs> which is fair because you never know. I mean, because that's what a lot of kids, they, they, they want they want that family feel. And you got a lot of coaches that have moved around, so they know how to position things like family feel now. Because I used oh, to be yeah. on that staff. I used to be on that staff. I, th- I think they even have uh, Nebraska, for one. They have uh, the receiver coach came from LSU. Oh, okay. You know, so guys move around. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. So they know how things are run in certain places, and they take it with them. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That, to create that family feel. And they share it with the other coaches that probably. I mean, if you was a head coach right now, how would you recruit? <laughs> That's the thing. I, I mean, because it, it's if gonna you be take different. a kid from the portal, it counts as a scholarship. If you take a kid from high school, yeah. it takes a scholarship. Is it more of where you're at as a head coach at this point in time? Yeah, that would dictate the way that you would recruit. Yeah, yeah, I think it did take one. Is depends on okay what you got coming back. I think and what you lost. Some coaches say, "Well, I'm a, I'm a recruit based off high school." What I mean by that is, is there a strong quarterback class? Is coming out. If it's not a strong quarterback class, I'm going to the portal to get me a quarterback. <laughs> well, yeah, you know quarterback, I mean, ultimately is a number but one But if position. it's a strong class and I kind of lack some depth and competition, I go get one, but I don't get one that's got four years left. Oh, yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you want somebody with a year or so left. Yeah, yeah, they, I recruit that way. They got a track record. Because now I can still bring this five-star. You know what I'm saying? But if I go bring a five-star in, a Jackson Dart. Yeah. It's like, the other dudes like, hold on. I, you know, I'm going <laughs> to sit behind this dude for three years. Do you think <laughs> that they should make some kind of fluctuation with scholarships? Because the bad part that sucks is I got my 85-man roster. Right. And I got 10 people to enter the transfer portal. Yeah. But I only got 25 scholarships to come back. And I lost... 20 people to graduation. Yeah. I lost 30. I can only bring back 25. And, and I understand coaches also. This is just me. I understand coaches also. They want to do what's right a lot of times. And what I mean by that is, I and I don't think it's wrong, but it's something that 
you examine before you do it because it takes those scholarships. I see a lot of coaches, like over the summer and spring and stuff, give walk-on scholarships. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, because they earn it. I, I mean, get it. The biggest, best thing is when a walk-on I, earns a scholarship. But that's what I'm saying. But are you going to contribute? That's the thing. Well, or do I, I you have hope a, so. Are you hoping? <laughs> but I'm just saying, I see some dudes that have scholarships <laughs> that don't really contribute. Maybe special teams, a kickoff or something. Oh, yeah. But yeah. are you contributing? Do I give it to a guy that's going to partially contribute? Or I hold it for a guy I know going to contribute? And see, and I think that's what we might lose in this. That's that's the thing. But but then again, like I said, it, if it's ran properly, that that kid can still benefit. Of course, it, it, if nil is ran properly, to where hey, the the the, the boosters say hey, we, everybody gonna get a piece of the pie, oh, even yeah. walk ons. Oh yeah, yeah, you getting a piece too. <laughs> yeah, and then like my thing is, what if? Because I know you just don't want. 20 people transferring out your out Correct. your university Correct. every year because if something like that happens something's going yeah, on yeah not, not not to not to stop uh, cut you off though but I, I listened to uh, Chip Kelly today not Chip Kelly Brian Kelly today mm-hmm. and um, he said when they came in they had uh, you know after the transfer and stuff they only had 39 scholarship players see that's what I'm saying yeah <laughs> so like should there be something set up and like I said because you don't want to just pump out all these transfer players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And this is a different sport and different angle or whatever, but like LSU basketball, I think they got like one or two scholarship players right now because everybody decided to left yeah, whenever yeah, yeah. they, they brought in their a couple coach. portal cats. But yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, they lost a lot of kids. Yeah. But, and I don't know how the basketball scholarship process works and all that, so yeah. I won't get into that. Yeah. But do you think, especially now with the transfer portal, that there should be some way to get you set up to get to 85 scholarship players at the end of the year. So if you graduate 20 kids, you lose 15 to the portal. Now you're down 35 kids on an 85-man roster. Mm -hmm. You can only bring 25 back. Correct. So now you're at a 75-man roster. You do that again next year, now you're at a 65-man. Now we're in COVID numbers. Yeah. We're in numbers where we're at at COVID. Now, granted, Mike Leach say, hey, line them up, run them bike, let's do it. Yeah. Mike Leach don't care. Yeah. But some of the coaches, I won't say, yeah. from my former state, that says, oh, we don't have enough, we're not going to play. Correct, 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 correct. So, I mean, <clears throat> well, is there some sort of adjustment that they need to make the, because of the transfer portal? You want it, you want it to be there, but you don't want it manipulated. And what I mean by that is, okay, you can say, okay, if you're under scholarships, well, you can bring in 35, 40 players. So coaches will start getting smart and say, okay, if I'm under scholarship, uh, I can bring in 35, 40 players to 25. So let me just put pressure on some of these players and say, hey, you know what? I don't think you're going to kite. Maybe some, you know, deep in linebackers and a couple guys really down the depth chart. Maybe you want to start seeking somewhere else to go just to get those numbers down. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I so mean, you want to make, there would be some kind of manipulation. Of course, there's manipulation because yeah. they're going to do that regardless. Yeah, yeah. They see, oh, if, <laughs> if, I can get, if I can get down here, I can, and, and I know this is a good, strong class for recruits. Oh, yeah. Because it, it's in waves. Yeah, I push some of these dudes out. Mm-hmm. I, push, I push them out. Just oh, yeah. to make that room to use those scholarships. Yeah, and see, and that's the problem. And 
and it happens in every sport and every athletic area and you know what I'm saying and everything like that that everybody if there's a corner to cut and I don't give a, I don't care what nobody says oh, yeah. if there's a corner to cut you cut that corner D- they looking for the corner oh yeah of course <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah. because like I say I mean that's how you compete I don't care what I mean I don't believe in the whole patriot way if you ain't cheating you ain't trying yeah and some might not agree with that, but you can run it back and check it for yourself. But hmm. I will say at the college level, and I don't blame them. I do not blame them. Everybody <laughs> looks for an angle or a loophole, but it happens in every other level of the world. It happens in business. It looks. It happens in taxes. I mean, if I can find a way to do this over here that they don't see that over there. Nobody winning. To where I can win. Exactly. It comes back to where can yeah. I win, me personally, yeah. and we make it better. Now, I got a question. Shoot. Should the schools be allowed to distribute money to players? Initially, that's, I mean, that's that's the way I, I looked at it. I was thinking it was going to work that way. You're talking NIL deals. Of course, immediately you're thinking about guys getting paid off of uniforms, you know, jerseys or whatever, jersey sales or whatever. You know, they're benefiting off of the player. See, that's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought this intention was. Yeah. Because in certain schools, certain jersey numbers sold more because of certain athletes. Correct. And it and, makes sense. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, give that If your kid jersey a not selling as good, then you don't get as much money. Exactly. But if it's selling, then yeah. That, that, <laughs> that, that makes that dude put that work in. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I got I to gotta get this done. I got to get that done. That way I can get up there. I gotta and start be on the Sports trimming. Center. Exactly. <laughs> but now it's like, I mean, you get a benefit for doing nothing. Yeah. I, really, the the NCAA college football. I hadn't looked to the other sports. It's gotten like how the NFL was. Mm-hmm. You know, when the when the new when the rookies got the first round dudes came in, they got the money. Oh yeah, they the used vets to. didn't get to have the money. They were pissed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you signed to do this big deal. We've been in the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you want me to? And you want me to train this dude? You want me to block for this dude? Exactly. You know, I've been here. The, oh, I'm a vet, ten year vet. <laughs> this dude right here ain't done nothing in the NFL. Don't know how it operates. He got thirty million dollar contract. Exactly. So what about a sliding scale based on the class of the athlete? I mean, like, do you think that, and I know there's other freshmen that come into college football that ball out, or sophomores, or even juniors. Yeah. But do you think if there was a sliding scale, sort of like, I saw something earlier because of the NBA lottery, where they was talking about, you know, um, NBA rookies' salaries are set at a certain amount. Correct. They are beneficial when they get to their second contract, like if they team, stay with that school yeah. or if they stay with that team, then they go somewhere else. Yeah. So do you think that there should be some sort of, and there, sh- and there still should be outside NILs. Yeah. But do you think, okay, if you're a freshman and you're coming in here, you're going to make the same money here at team a, as you would at team B. Correct. And is if you're a sophomore, regardless of playing, skill, whatever, and I know we pay for the best. Yeah. Because that's what we that's what we're paying. That's what we're tuning in for. Yeah. That's where they're getting that big T V money. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think, you think if it was a sliding scale by class, now granted you can do whatever you want outside of your class, mm-hmm. 
and get your own NIL, do you think it would even the playing field more? I think it would if if you're paying it by tenure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I think it would. I mean, anything you do across the board, I think, will level the playing field. If you just do it across the board, let's say if you if you gave each school, and you know, of course, eighty five players, you give them a cap or a salary. Yeah, you know, for your eighty. If you do that across the board, of course, something that that's fair to other programs too. You come up with a number and say, hey. We're gonna give you this money. You distribute it how you want because because teams are gonna be built different. Of course, you know Alabama runs three four, so they're gonna have more linebackers on the field. than same with Georgia, um, like you mentioned, TCU is kind of like uh, a three three five. Three three five. We're gonna have more like West DBs Virginia. You, than we you, are. you see what I'm saying? Yeah, same thing. West Virginia used to. Run. Yeah, so I say what I'm gonna do is you're in charge of it. You need to get your part a department. That can distribute this however you want to distribute it. Incentives, how you want to give incentives. You know, that's the that's the NFL thing. You hit these certain numbers, you get a bonus. Oh, of course, of course. And for argument's sake, because you know, and this will come across from people that's listening or going to tune in or whatever, and we're talking about money and players getting paid and everything else. And like I say, I'm 100% on, on board with players getting paid. Yeah. Hey. You know what? If they bought my T-shirt with my name on the back, I want my cut. I do. Correct. My thing is, and how you're going to avoid all because like they said, okay, well, you know, yeah. if we do it for A, we got to do it for B. No. Honestly, let's be real for a second. What is the most revenue-driven sports at college universities? Football. And basketball. Yep. I... Personally, and I'll probably get slandered for this. I like I said, like we had talked in the mm-hmm. past. Why not be, a, and not t- not from TV deals. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because TV deals is distributed based on whatever sports they yeah. show on TV. Yeah. You know and stuff like that. But even I mean, think about think about the revenue that a university pulls in from ticket sales, mm-hmm. from concessions at the game, from bowl visits. Right. Why not have a percentage of that money be distributed amongst the team? Now, granted, I get the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. I get that. Yeah. But it kind of cuts off the whole, okay, everybody should get a piece of the pie. But that's that's something, that's up to each university, though, I think. Because some some universities want to on a standard. They want their kids, all their kids, to be excellent. Not just... On the field, but off the field. Oh yeah, of and, course. In the classroom, you see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So if we can, if we can build that culture, you know what I'm saying, that family culture, then we'll get some of the best people here because this is what we want to display. Versus, it may be some you paying here, paying here, paying, and then it can be chaos. Oh, on I mean, campus. That's you true. Know what I'm saying? That's true. <laughs> and I guess, I mean, I guess my problem is yeah. from what my ideal was it kind of pulls away from that and pulls away from what it's all about and honestly through what we talked about with the nil the transfer portal at the end of the day yeah it's all about the kid man it is it it's is all but about the you kid. know if, me personally i can only say me personally i try not to get too caught up in it you know to where i try to say this would need to be to try to steer in the direction because at the end of the day they're, they're just in they're entertainment for us 
Oh, of course. They of in, course. They, they, yeah. They we tune in every Saturday Correct. or Correct. college basketball yeah. or baseball or hockey or soccer. Yeah. And of some course. people, and I think they get too caught up in it. They forget that these kids are entertainment for us and, and forget, you know, it's like, it's all about me. No, it ain't. It can't be about us. At the end of the day, they're yeah. kids. It is. That's what it should be about. They're but kids. see, a lot of people make it about us because when they kept keep saying, I need to do this and do that, do that, it's because the way you feel about it should be. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, everybody, it's so funny because yeah. I'm I'm the same with certain sports teams, and you are too. You're like, mm-hmm. man, we should have done this and we should have done that. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, yeah. I didn't take the first shot. Exactly. I didn't make the first block. Exactly. I didn't throw the first pass. Yep. You know, and like you say, it's all about the kids. We all get caught up in a certain kind of way. Yeah. Because we feel like. Correct. And especially with college sports more than professional, mm-hmm. we feel more involved. Yeah. Then honestly, at the end of the day, what we really are, mm-hmm. because what us saying here, being fans or alumni or whatever, whoever's mm-hmm. listening, mm-hmm. very few of us or very few of us listening to this actually have an impact on what happens this year. Correct. <laughs> Yeah, you know. I mean, you can. I mean, what, you know what I'm even, yeah, yeah. But even now, you can have more impact because of these collectives. You can get money, yeah, to build your teams better. Exactly, you know and that saying? turns into a really, yeah, really yeah, good big problem. Right and like I said, at the end of the day, it's all about the kids. The problem that really bothers me is there's so many kids like we talk about in the transfer portal mm-hmm. that isn't finding another spot. I get if you want to leave somewhere for whatever reason, you're disgruntled, indifference, you want yeah. playing time, your mama's sick, whatever it is. But what are you doing? Kind of, and it's, I don't know, just suggestion, you know, because I can see it. I see it happening with people all the time. Just, just say a workplace you're working and you don't like the way things are going. Some people quit without a plan. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know? And I think that's what a lot of this is yeah. going on. And that's the bad part, too. Like I said, I'm all for the players getting paid, but let's not lose sight of the education they're getting. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's 1,400 kids in the transfer portal that might not play college football this year, which that's a shame. Yes, that is a great shame. But there's 1,800 kids. That had a free education where they was. Yeah. That they decide to leave for whatever reason. And yeah. that's something we got to straighten out. But then there again, like I said, some of these kids, I believe, were pushed out. They oh, of course. Of course. It has happened portal. in certain places. It has. And, and a lot of them haven't, though. Yeah. Yeah. But then a lot of them don't have full-ride scholarships either. No. But they take a chance on it, which is fair. But they take a chance on it. It ain't full-riding and you ain't quite panning out, so... Yeah, it's up. Oh yeah, of course. It's always up for debate, and I just wish these kids the best. It's a hard time right now. It's crazy. It's a wild, wild west. They got to do something. They got to rang it back in. They got to make. We don't need rules and laws and regulations. Hell, we just need some guardrails. Mm. <laughs> when you take a little kid to play bowling, they put up the guardrails. Yeah, because if not, it ain't no fun. Going in the gutter. You know. 
And exactly. And I think that's really where we're headed right now is if we don't do anything, make some common adjustments, we got to make some accommodation for these kids. And at the end of the day, we can't forget it's all about the kid, making the game better, keeping it competitive. I don't want to see it turn into the NFL. I want it to be great like it's always been for all the years I've ever known. And I don't know about you, Taz, but... I think that was a pretty good episode we had for our first episode. Yes, what do you think? Sir. Had a little bug on. You know, oh, yeah. Had we'll have some different previews and everything else. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Tune back in, and we'll do it again next time.